Within their groups, they had to take that information and create a model. So they had to create a, a photovoltaic cell. From there, come up with a script to be able to show their understanding of this whole process to share with an audience. You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Kia ora, my name's Anaru White. Kia ora, my name's Katrina Laurie. Katrina, good to have you back for another podcast, Digital Fluency and the Curriculum. Just thinking about the new add-on to the curriculum of our digital technologies. Katrina, I know you're doing some work in this area. What are your thoughts? What's Digital Fluency? Uh, well, um, Digital Fluency is a big part of what we need to be doing, especially with our young people now. Um, we need them to be more active users and creating their own content and knowledge mm-hmm. uh, in this digital world and not being the passive consumer. So yes. Digital Fluency is talking about developing those digital literacies so that students can choose which tools or platforms they want to um, to achieve the desired learning outcome. Yeah, exactly, and I totally agree. And I'm just thinking about those as we work alongside teachers and schools, of course, learners, the community, we talk about the importance of digital fluency, as you say, from being passive to active and thinking about developing those competencies. In those contexts, using digital technologies, and as you say, the whole create and, of course, present that learning uh, to an authentic audience. So, Katrina, in your experiences as an educator, the facilitator working in schools alongside schools of uh, the community, whānau, teachers, leaders, and, of course, of students, do you have a story that you could tell us about how digital fluency has helped supported teaching and or learning for one of those groups? I have got a particular story that I wanted to share today. So, mm-hmm. this goes back to when I was a classroom teacher yeah. and talking about students that are years one to six the year seven and eights were away for the afternoon at technology themselves so in this afternoon session the year one to six students were we used a a, a tuakana tana model Mm. with them and had them grouped across um, accordingly so that they they could uh, support each other in their learning but anyway the the con uh, the context was learning about the solar process. So okay. this was a, a school gen school. It had solar panels and for the students to be able to learn the whole solar process. For, so from sun to photovoltaic panel to the inverter and then to the switch. Yeah. And how technology was utilised within this context enabled those students to access more information. So they had access to videos to be able to watch the whole sun to switch process process mm-hmm. um, over and over again so it's almost like that flipped classroom we had google slides going with resources on there for them to be able to access as well within their groups they had to take that information and create a model so they had to create a, a photovoltaic cell a an inverter and then also a switch and then from there come up with a script to be able to show their understanding of this whole process process to share with an audience and they used videoing for for this so they had to learn um, video editing skills as well so using apps such as the green screen by doing and the iMovie and kind of app smashing those sorts of Mm. apps to be able to come up with their own created presentation and then this also it needs to have a purpose in authentic audience which you mentioned 
Yeah. So this can be shared onto blogs mm-hmm. or the likes of Seesaw, which is more of a student-driven portfolio where they can actually come back, reflect and comment on each other's learning. So without the digital technologies in there, the students wouldn't have had as much access to be able to present in an authentic way. And also, the uh, the digital technologies modified and redefined the learning task. Now, I just think of the last comment I made about, as you said, about the authentic audience. That's just a perfect example. And just to conclude this, I wonder, you as a teacher, or you think about the students in particular, I wonder what, you know, you talk about the skills, the authentic audience. What were some of the, I suppose, when we talk about outcomes, what were some of the attitudes, some of the feelings towards the learning, some of the... Um, new learnings, I guess, for you as a teacher and possibly uh, or uh, for the students themselves. Yeah, one of the biggest things that come to mind when you ask mm. that is the actual skill of communication. It's still going to be such a vital component yes. in the future, mm-hmm. even with uh, the, we don't know what we're preparing our young people for, but communication is going to be one of the key aspects they're going to, to be able to need to move forward into whatever is going to be available for them when they, when they come to looking for jobs or careers. So that would have been one of the main things that impacted from that whole process, the mm-hmm. Tuakana Tainer model and then also how they had to communicate their understanding of the whole process. So, yeah, it's communication would have been the big key there. Yeah, and it's funny when we talk about those those key ideas, and I'm sure there's plenty others, but just one of those things that just to fall out when you create and um, design that learning uh, for all from the start and the access and the different pathways that you as a teacher and as a learner as well in this process but also for your students your learners themselves that they can take and it's just a perfect example of the opportunities and the excitements of digital fluency and digital technologies absolutely you've been listening to a core education podcast pushing the boundaries of educational possibility 